Well, the message uh, today is from Daniel chapter 6, and uh, it's uh, a very familiar story, of course. And I think of uh, perhaps all of us, I've, you know, going to church all of our lives, uh, we have, I have, and um, Daniel in the lion's den, you know, heard that story over and over again. And um, sometimes whenever you've heard the stories and you think of people and they start to be critical of the Bible and critical of our faith, maybe they would say, well, those are just stories that people, campfire stories, you know, that people dreamed up sitting around a campfire all those years running around the wilderness and so on. They just they bring up campfire stories. Well, Daniel is not a campfire story, and his experiences with being thrown into the, the lion's den is, is uh, very much a part of the Hebrew history and, and of our faith and of our understanding of God's provision. So the, the scripture, of course, that is the main scripture I, I have for today is verse 23. And the title of the message is, No Harm, No Hurt, and Not a Scratch. <laughs> no Harm, No Hurt, and Not a Scratch. And I, I like the, the living translation it has for verse 23. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. <laughs> now, where is Daniel? He's in the lion's den. What is notorious about cats? They scratch. <laughs> and so this version, the, the verse 23 of the New Living Translation has it, not a scratch <laughs> was found on him. And I, I thought of that as really challenging and kind of, uh, kind of funny, but yet, very, very protective of God. Not a scratch was found on Daniel. So let's, let's uh, look at this um, uh, Daniel chapter 6 for a moment. Now, whenever we are facing trials, <laughs> and facing trials that others have created, <laughs> okay, Daniel didn't create this trial. He was just, he was doing what he knew was right, and uh, there was problems in the, in the government, Imagine that. That there was dislike among the leadership. Oh, okay. Uh, read the newspaper and the articles. So there was, there was a lot of dislike. And, and in this case, with Daniel, there was no fault of his own. He did not create the problem. All he was doing was his best. And whenever he was doing his best, other people became critical of it. And it's a challenge to us that when we do the right things, and we do them for the right reasons, and other people become jealous, <laughs> and they become envious, and they start their campaign against you. Well, we, we have an, an example here of what we are supposed to do. Um, I always think of it. When God's favor is upon your life, it makes the, makes the enemy jealous. So we look at this situation, and not all problems originate with the devil, and not all problems originate with other people. Some of them have originated with me. I was waiting for Rhonda to say amen. But uh, <laughs> so that there are, there are problems that we, we create. Now, whether intentionally or otherwise, there are problems that we face. So in Daniel chapter 6, verse 1, Darius the Mede decides to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. Now, we've got to understand that um, Daniel was taken captive by the Babylonians, 
And uh, he was taken captive as perhaps a 16-year-old, 17-year-old. And he was taken captive with his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we have in the previous chapters how that Daniel rose to the leadership of the, of the Babylonian Empire. Now, these are the Medes and the Persians and the Babylonians. They were, they were the biggest empires of the time. They were the only empires of the time. They ruled the world. And Daniel was in a high position in the uh, Babylonian Empire, so much so that Nebuchadnezzar kind of gave him everything. Under his, under his umbrella, Daniel, Daniel ruled the nation, and he led the nation. He didn't rule it. That was Nebuchadnezzar's job. But then whenever the Medes and the Persians came in and conquered the Babylonians, which was um, Nebuchadnezzar's son was in charge then, and the, the Medes and the Persians came in and conquered Babylon, while well, Daniel then, almost like a transfer of leadership, was transferred into the Medes and the Persians empire, and he was, in, he was a ruler in that empire. So Daniel is a, a very educated, he is a very knowledgeable, he is a man who is a genius of his time. He's able to understand the rulings of men. He's under, able to understand the finances. He's able to understand how an empire runs. And so Daniel is a, a very credible person. He's not, he's not your average, you know, run-of-the-mill individual of, of that time period. He himself could have been like Joseph. He was, could have ruled the empire, but he was, ended up second in command. So Darius, Mede of the Persian, he decides he's the leader of the Medes and Persians, so he decides his empire is huge. So he decides to break his empire into 120 provinces, and then he puts three individuals over those 120 provinces. Daniel's one of the three. And then they, those three guys, answer to uh, Darius. Now, the king chose Daniel and two others, and then verse 3, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officials. So you've got 120 leaders in, in, you know, in the kingdom. You've got three individuals over those 120. So you have 123 people who are the top people in your empire. All right? Daniel is far above in his abilities than all the others. So he's not an ordinary guy. He is a man who, with great intelligence, great potential, great abilities. And so the king made plans to place Daniel over the entire empire. He's going to be a Joseph in Egypt. He's going to rule the empire under Darius. And Darius isn't worried about his empire because he knows Daniel can do it. Verse 4. <laughs> then the other administrators and high officials began searching for some fault. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, most of my life has been in the church world. <laughs> but a lot of my life, you know, was here was, was at the hospital. And, you know, I never realized that there are so many people who could find fault with anything and everything. 
<laughs> you know. And uh, as soon as you were doing something really good, there was someone saying, well, that isn't good at all. And, you know, so as we look at things and we begin to, people began to notice who you are and what you do, then there are people that come with jealousy and envyings. And so these people, these 122 other people, leaders, uh, and Daniel's put in a position of leadership over all of them, they don't like Daniel being in charge of them. They can run this place better than he can. So they decided we're going to find some fault with Daniel. And the interesting thing is, he was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So, I mean, we know the political climate in our, in our government. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, they, you know, they're always against each other and somebody's always fighting uh, for positions and even within, your own, within their own parties, with their own, they're always, in, not always, but many times in conflict with one another because somebody has a better idea or a better way. Well, in this case, Daniel, they couldn't find anything wrong with what he was doing. How he was running the government and how he was handling all the affairs of these 120 provinces and how he was leading them, they could not find one problem with what he was doing politically. I wonder if that could be done today. <laughs> you think, you think there would be somebody who could run a political party without faults from somebody else coming and criticizing? So, um, I was thinking of, uh, years ago I heard of, uh, well, I didn't work in the steel mill, but uh, some of the mills and mines, uh, people could be quite uh, vulgar <laughs> in, their, in their vocabulary and things, and they could, they could uh, speak very derogatory to people who had religious beliefs, and, uh, you know, heckle and, and harass and, and so on uh, in the mill. They called them uh, preachers or Holy Joe and uh, whatever. They had other things going on. So Daniel was perhaps one of these individuals that these, these people looked at him and they, they couldn't find any fault with what he was doing in his political arena. So they had to find something wrong with his faith. So when people, were critical, when people were critical of your faith, sometimes I think in this context, they can't find something wrong with you. So they'll find something wrong with what you believe in order to poke jabs at or harass you as a person. And, and it's, you know, it's the, the two things we don't discuss in public are religion and politics. Why? Because people are, there's always going to have, people are always going to have an opinion. So opinions are a dime a dozen and probably not even that expensive. And so we have that we must continue to do the right things for the right reasons and do the right process, and this was Daniel. So, so the administrators and high officials went to the king and said, okay, we've, we've hatched up a plan. We've hatched up a plan where we can catch Daniel doing the wrong thing, and we can get the king to sign that into, into a law. So 
they all dreamed, they dreamt up this idea. We're all in agreement, king. Okay, come to the king, O king, live forever. We're all in agreement. Now, if you hear the word all, you assume, well, that'd be Daniel too. Because here's these guys, the two other individuals that Daniel is now over. <laughs> there were three of them, but now there's two of them because he's over the the two and the other 120. And they, these two in particular, come and say, King, we're all in agreement. Okay. So I'm thinking the King Darius is feeling that Daniel's behind this also. And so they tell him, you know, Darius, live forever. Um, you make a law. Now remember, a law of the Medes and the Persians, and they recite this two or three times, uh, that a law that is signed uh, by the king cannot be changed or altered, okay? You write the law, there are no second opinions, there are no sub-clauses, there are no buts, there is only the law, and the law stands as it is written. And so they had the order, they dreamt up the law, King Darius, we think you're wonderful, live forever, let nobody pray or ask of anything, any God, except you. So took King Darius and took him from this position of powerful man to God status and nobody can pray to any other God but you for 30 days. <clears throat> Verse 8. Now your majesty issue and sign this law to it so it cannot be changed and official law of the Medes and Persians that it cannot be revoked. So you see what's going on. They're sucking up to the king to get him make a, to make a law that he's going to be responsible for killing his most valued follower, his most valued leader. Now, in any political arena, that's not a good move. <laughs> We're going to make the king sign a law in which he is going to be responsible for killing his best friend, his best leader, the man who is far and above the most exceptional person in his kingdom. So, when Daniel learned of that law, okay, Daniel learned that the law had been signed. You see, learned of the law. We know the reality of what is facing us by a decree that has been signed. There is a reality that if I don't fight against this, I'm going to lose. Okay? And, and I think, you know, in the arenas of life, in the workforce, we learn of laws and learn of uh, gossip or learn of something going on behind the scenes that is going to hurt us or destroy us as a person or as a job. And we look at this and it's, it's, it's signed and it's going to destroy us. So what are we going to do? Daniel went home. He knelt down as, he usually, as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day. So we continue to do what is right for the right reasons. It seems like a very simple thing, but doing the right thing for the right reasons when doing the right thing for the right reasons, somebody else is going to use those right things against us 
and they're going, to, they're going to harm us because the law has been signed and nothing can be changed and you're sentenced to death by doing the right thing that you've always done. <laughs> See, that calls for us to have a security in who we are as a person, that we are going to trust God no matter what happens in our life. The difficulties, the bad things, the good things, we're all, but we're, doing, we're about doing the right thing. We're about continuing to do our virtues. We're continuing to do the virtuous things. Our relationship with God is in place, and nothing is going to change that. Daniel was that secure in who he was. In his spiritual life, he was that secure in what he was doing in leadership. Because these people tried to find something wrong with his leadership abilities in the Persian Empire. And, and, and over 120 officials and two other officials, they couldn't find anything wrong with what he was doing. Because Daniel was secure in what he was doing and he had, he had a perception, a knowledge of running a kingdom. And I think whenever we think of ourselves you know when we have the holy spirit in us the holy spirit is knowledge the holy spirit you know the gifts of the spirit word of knowledge word of wisdom that the holy spirit is wisdom because the holy spirit is god the holy spirit is knowledge the holy spirit is all the gifts of the spirit god is those things and they're already in us and so when we are going about our daily life and going about our daily routines, we are to be insecure, we are to be secure in who we are as a person because we are, we are doing the right things for the right reasons. We don't have two sets of books. <laughs> we don't have two, uh, two faces that we have. You know, one, one is for this group of people and one is for that group of people. You know, it was always um, uh, appalling to me that people would be one way facing administration and they'd be another way facing <laughs> the, the common, ordinary worker. You know, it's like, how can you be that way? How can you be so different? Well, these people aren't important. These people are important. <laughs> and I used to get upset with that type of mentality but you see Daniel was the same whether he was with the king or whether he is with the 120 or with he was in their their provinces and working with those people he was the same everywhere he went because he knew in his heart who he was all right verse 11 the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking God for help can you imagine going, hey, Daniel, what are you praying for? I'm praying that I know how to deal with you people. <laughs> I'm asking God to know what I'm supposed to do with you guys because you guys are trying to kill me and I don't know what to do about it, so I'm just going to pray and ask God for wisdom. Well, it's the very thing that Daniel was accused of. Was, you know, he wasn't going to fight it. He wasn't going to say they're lying. Because they're not. Daniel was praying and he was going to continue to pray. And he wasn't going to allow, he wasn't going to allow the king of the empire to change his belief and who he was and what he hold, 
what he held in security in his heart. So these guys, after they went to Daniel's house, they saw him praying. So they went straight to the king. And, and what did they do when they got to the king? They reminded the king, hey, king, do you remember the law you signed? You know, about nobody praying and, and these people going, they're going to be fed to the lions if they break your command. Did you not sign a law? Yes, the king replied. That decision stands. Nobody's supposed to pray to anybody but me. It's an official law of the Medes and the Persians, and it cannot be revoked. King's 100% excited about it. And then they lowered the boom. That man, Daniel, you know Daniel, the guy you put over everybody, including us. <laughs> you snubbed us for Daniel, remember him? Well, he's breaking your law. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, one of the captives from Judah, one of those nobodies, you know, we are somebody because we're Medes and Persians. We, we're, we're, we're part of the empire. But this guy who is a foreigner, this, this Jewish kid who came from Judah, is ignoring your laws and he still prays to his God three times a day and he's not listening to you. Well, the king wasn't a fool. He knew he had been tricked. And for a whole day, he tried to find a way to somehow sidetrack what he has said and what he has put in law. And in the evening, the leadership of those 122 people come back to the king and say, you know, we got to have an answer. You signed a law and you can't change it. <laughs> it was as if they were going to rule the kingdom by making the king sign something that they could make the king do. <laughs> Didn't you say you're a Christian? Didn't you say you believe in prayer? Didn't you say you believe in this? Well, well, yes. Then why is it that, you know, and they'll try to use you and what you've said and what you've done to belittle your faith and belittle what you've done and force you to do something or to believe something or to say something and all they're trying to do is manipulate the situation. So, in the evening, the men went. They asked, you know that according to law, you don't have a choice. Well, you see, evil always tries to trap us in our own words. They will come back. They will haunt. But the, the idea is what the psalmist says they will be caught in their own snares. Okay? That when people say and do things behind the scene to, to create falsehood and create difficulties, they will be caught in their own snares. We must be faithful to the truth that God has put in our heart and do the right things for the right reasons, knowing that God will see us through those difficulties. So the king said to him, May your God... This is whenever... So, at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the, to the den of lions. You know, Daniel didn't try to defend himself. He didn't start a, a slander campaign against the, the 122 or the leadership of the 122. 
He didn't try to destroy their character. He just continued to do what he knew was right for him to do. See, our, our character, our testimony for Jesus is more important than keeping something up or keeping, keeping a position or keeping something that has been given to us. It's God who has brought us to this place. It's God who has given us. The Lord setteth up one and taketh down another. Daniel rested in his assurance that he knew that God was with him. And the king, as he is having Daniel put in the lion's den, may your God whom you serve so faithfully rescue you. The king was saying, I'm not powerful enough to save you from my own words. But I want you to know I, I'm, I'm wondering, is your God capable of protecting you in the lion's den? <laughs> and you see, whenever we're not trying to destroy somebody else's character, but we're staying steadfast on our purpose for which we were created, which God has us in. We are in a place of power. We are, in a place of, we are in a place where the Holy Spirit can bless our life, that can bless our testimony, can bring the goodness out of what God has brought into, into our situation, and that, that the fruit of God's Spirit and the power of His Word and the power of the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts and give us the assurance, I may be going into the lion's den, but whether I live or die, I belong to God. Sounds familiar? The three Hebrew children going into the fiery furnace. King, be it known unto you, whether we live or die, we're not going to bow down to you. Our God is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. But if he doesn't, it's okay. We're still not bowing down. Daniel is the same principle that challenge, challenges to our faith. Challenges to our faith are challenges from the evil one or challenges even from our own pride or self-image that, that we try to keep. And we don't need to keep something that is not ours because it was God's in the beginning. It's God who has called us. It's God who is leading us. It's God who has helped us achieve this position in this place, and it's God who will keep us. So a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, Now, we know that this isn't just a cave going in. This is a cave, a den going down. <laughs> and so a stone, the, the entrance into this chamber where the lions are, was lowered. People were lowered down into this lion's den where they kept the lions and <laughs> kept them hungry. So the king had a stone rolled over and put a seal on there. It's almost like you got to seal the tomb. you got to seal this den. So what? So he doesn't climb out? You know, they, so he sealed the, they sealed the, this, this place where Daniel was, was put in, in the mouth of, the, of this den. And the king sealed in the stone and, and the royal seal, so this can't be broken. Uh, nobody, can, nobody can let Daniel out. Well, the king returned to his palace, couldn't sleep all night. Early the next morning, he got up and, turned to the, and returned to the lion's den. When, when he got there, can you imagine this? When he got there, 
He asked if Daniel was still alive. What kind of a person would ask a question such as that? I mean, he's in a lion's den with hungry lions. Who would be foolish enough to ask, is anybody alive down there? <laughs> well, the king was because he, he, he knew of the God of Daniel because he knew Daniel. And see, that's where we come in. People know the God that you serve. And so they will come and ask those foolish questions. Are you still thankful to God? Do you still believe in God after this has happened in your life? Do you still believe that God is capable of protecting or saving or rescuing you from that difficulty, even though this has happened to you? Do you still? Yeah. Why shouldn't I? Well, Daniel, servant of the living God. <laughs> Darius knew that all the, other all the other gods were dead. <laughs> they were dumb idols. And he called Daniel's God the living God because he caught that from, David, from Daniel. Was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue from the lions? Bet the king about fell over with this answer. Daniel, long live the king! <laughs> Okay, can you imagine that echoing out of this, this den, this hollow pit? <laughs> hey, king, live forever. Remember the, 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 the guys who came to the king and, and set him up for putting this law into, into practice? They came in with the words, oh, king, live forever. <laughs> You're a good guy. We're going to watch over you. We've got your best interest in heart. Let's, let's let you kill Daniel. <laughs> but Daniel... O king, live forever. My God sent his angels to shut the lions. <laughs> shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. I haven't wronged you in any way. That's our testimony. I haven't done wrong in your sight, yet I am being punished by you. But you see, Daniel didn't say, I think those guys who put me down here, I think you ought to go get them and throw them down here and see if they can live through the night. <laughs> no, that would be me. Hey, send them over here. Let them, let them prove. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I'm not Daniel. So the king was overjoyed. His best his most <laughs> dedicated leader. He was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him. <laughs> Not a scratch. No harm, no hurt. The English, stand English Standard Version has no harm. The American Standard Version has no hurt. And this one has not a scratch was found on him. No cat scratch of any kind. And so, when it comes time for us to speak out against people and things, we need to remember to keep our opinions to ourselves. 
because we don't want to destroy someone else's character, even if it's true. Even if we know they've done wrong and we could say, well, I know this for certain first-hand experience. This is, and we need to just let that go. That's God's perspective. Is my sermon over already? No, <laughs> no I'm almost done. <laughs> she said a timer. I was, it's a timer. It went off, you know. Watch out. They, <laughs> they've got a den for you. It's opening up and away you go down. There was a beeper on somebody's phone. So anyhow. But that's good. That's all right. Keep going. Yeah. That's, yeah. Church is too long. I'm done. So we need to keep our mouth shut. <laughs> that's what I was saying, you know. And uh, we need to see how that God is going to bring us through. And God has, God will cause the people to get caught in their own snares. We just have to be faithful to what God has called us to do. For our God is the living God, and he lives forever. And so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So in these two kingdoms of this world, Daniel was the chief in both empires. Because he served the living God and he prayed three times a day and he was an exceptional man in his intelligence and his ability to understand leadership and his ability to handle situations. Knowing that God is in charge and that God will see us through each of our difficulties because he is the living God who hears our prayers and no matter what problem we may face, God is the one who will take care of it. And I was going to I'll talk a little bit about Tabby. I ask her for permission. Resting in God's presence, that Tabby's position was there was three individuals working in an office, and those positions were eliminated. Her, her job was eliminated. But during that time, or before that time, I mean, she didn't know what was happening, and before that time, she had a feeling about leaving and putting her application in another place, right? So she did. And she left the one job on Tuesday, and the next Tuesday she was working at another job <laughs> because she'd already put in an application before she knew she was being let go. And in our life, God can give us that insight. Daniel, in the, and it talks about how that Daniel knew the decree, but it didn't stop him from doing what he always did. He prayed. And we may know something is going on or feel something is wrong. doesn't matter. Pray and thank God for the direction he has given you. And no matter what comes, no matter what goes, we serve a living God. And he will provide for us in every way. Amen? even in the lion's den. <laughs> Don't worry, without a scratch, we can come out. Let's stand, shall we? So, God, we thank you that it was only a matter of time until your favor turned again to Daniel. And so, Lord, what seemed to be a catastrophic loss 
turned into being a, a, a great promotion. So, Lord, we thank you that you are the one who knows our hearts, you are the one who knows our life, and Lord, we know we will stand before you someday to give account of who we are as a person and what we have done with your love and your word and how we have lived our life in serving you. So we ask your blessing upon our lives, upon our actions, and Lord, protect us from ourselves. Protect us from our pride or our desire to hurt those who have hurt us. Help us, O oh God, to pray for them. Seek only that which is good. Know, Lord, only that you are the God of the living. You will reward, and Lord, you will take care of all things. So we place them in your hands, knowing that we are safe in your hands and in your will and in your purpose. Guide us, we pray, in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we ask. Everyone said, Amen. God bless you.